Shamay Walters and welcome to the latest installation of my podcast. I know I'm sporadic with my episodes, but hey, I'm a night nanny. I work nights and sometimes sleep deprivation kicks my butt and motivation is waning. And so the only things that get my priority are my one-to-one clients. So I do apologize for the sporadic episodes, but hey, we're here. I'm here with you now. How are you? So today I wanted to talk about napping. It's something I've been getting a lot of questions about lately. It's something that a lot of parents struggle with and something that even I, with 20 years experience of working with babies, can often find hard to do. Getting the timing right of when to get your baby to nap. Now, I often say to parents, if they're crying, it's too late, which is a slight exaggeration. Basically, I ask parents to look for tired cues, tired behaviours, indicators that your baby is giving you that it might be time for sleep. And when I ask parents what those cues are with their baby, they'll often say crying or yawning. And while those are definitely cues or modes of behaviour that indicate that your baby may need to rest, those are actually later signals. And a lot of the time there are some earlier, more subtle sleepy cues that your baby is giving that it's that will help you to understand and recognise that it's time to help your baby to nap. But what are those tired cues? What are those subtle behaviours that your baby might be exhibiting that they are ready to sleep? What are those? Now, every baby is unique. Every baby will have um, a different cue. But I often find that there are some universal ones that your baby might demonstrate that indicate that tiredness is something that they are dealing with right now and it might be time to nap. So those things could be things like um, rubbing their eyes, pulling their ears. That's quite a common one. Um, a baby burying their face in the chest or the shoulders of their parent or carer or whoever arm, whoever's arms they're in. The sudden loss of interest in an activity that they found highly engaging or amusing like literally a second ago. Sometimes when they are not easily impressed or like they were 30 seconds ago, it's a sign that uh, actually the energy levels are dipping and sleep is something that they need to be thinking about fairly soon. Um, sometimes gaze aversion, the avoidance of eye contact, staring into space, glazed over expressions. But on on occasion, sometimes there are occasions when um, babies don't exhibit any tired signals at all. They'll literally go from happy, playing, exploring, looking around to fussing, crying and yawning. And it's almost like there are absolutely no signs at all prior to that that they needed to sleep or they're so subtle that parents are missing them so if you're closely observing your baby and you're noticing that they are going from happy to miserable in seconds then your baby might be that unique child that doesn't display any unique um sleepy cues so please don't panic if this is something that you've been trying to recognize and observe in your baby there are ways or there is a way that you can figure out how soon or when the right time might be to get your baby down to sleep. And that is to be aware of wake windows. Now, wake windows are basically the period of time that elapses from when your baby was um, last sleeping. So basically the period of time that elapses from when they woke up to the time when they need to be going down to sleep again to avoid overtiredness. And that 
period of time, the optimal or the ideal amount of time for them to be awake before they get overtired varies in children and can get wider and wider as they get older. So for example, you might find that your newborn baby woke up for the day at 8am, has a little play, has a feed and by 8.45, 9am, they're already getting tired and ready to go back to sleep. So that would suggest that a newborn baby's awake window could be 45 minutes to an hour. Sometimes it can be as short as 30 minutes. You might have a baby of three months old who is more than capable of being awake for 90 minutes, but then there might be another three-month-old baby who is capable of being awake for two hours. So it's all about paying attention to what your baby is doing, paying attention to the cues that they're giving off. If crying is their only indication of tiredness, then it might be a, a point of being aware of how long has it been since they were last asleep? Has it been 90 minutes? Has it been an hour? Has it been two hours? Making note of the amount of time that your baby is happy to be awake after they have woken makes life a lot easier because when you can gauge that average amount of time that their wake window lasts it means that you can settle them down to sleep before they get overtired. Overtiredness is something that can make sleep a real challenge for your baby or your toddler purely because overtiredness is your baby's body's way of coping when they're being when they have been awake for too long so what i mean by overtiredness is basically for every person on the planet for everybody who's awake we have an energy expenditure when we get to that energy when we have gotten to the end of that expenditure of energy we then need to sleep for adults we can go all day and as the day progresses our sleep pressure builds and builds and builds and then it gets to maybe nine ten o'clock at night and we decide that we can't possibly be awake anymore when we go to bed and so our sleep pressure builds quite slowly throughout the day with babies their sleep pressure builds quite quickly and it means that they need to nap quite frequently to stop that sleep pressure getting too high when that sleep pressure or the drive to sleep gets too high and a baby doesn't sleep that's when overtiredness comes into play and overtiredness works in that hormones get released by the body to help the body cope with still expending energy when they're at a prime at a time of the day when they should be resting so for example when a baby becomes overtiredness what happens is the body releases adrenaline and cortisol now cortisol is the stress hormone adrenaline is the fight or flight hormone so as you can imagine the adrenaline that gets released encourages the baby almost to fight the sleep and to stay awake and the cortisol does the same thing now the annoying thing about cortisol is while it has a job to do it's the stress hormone so it focuses on sending energy to the major parts of the body that need to continue to work like the brain like the heart and the lungs but it also means that when the child does get the opportunity to sleep because they have this extra energy flying around in their system getting to sleep becomes challenging it's almost like drinking a cup of coffee to keep you awake when you need to be awake and then when you need to speak to finally go to sleep you can't because you've got this caffeine lying around your system that makes sleep challenging and that's how I describe cortisol it's like having a caffeine flying around in your system that makes getting to sleep really really hard it doesn't stop you from feeling tired but it makes the process of getting to sleep much more challenging and unfortunately for us when our little ones become overtired and that cortisol gets into their system it can build up and the only way to help your little ones get rid of it is to one expend that extra energy and two get them down to nap so if you are listening to this podcast at the moment and you're thinking yes this is me my child is overtired I'm really struggling with naps I don't know when to get my baby down to sleep (coughs) this is something I need help with I have something for you the Navigating Naps class is being released on November the 15th 
now. So if this is something that you're seriously struggling with, you have a baby or a toddler and getting them down for naps is a struggle, they are refusing naps and even when they do go down for a nap, they're getting up after 10, 15, 30 minutes, this class is for you. I'm going to explain to you why your little ones finds napping such a struggle. I'm going to explain to you how to identify tired cues. I'm going to help you um, identify when they should be napping, how to prepare your baby to nap, how to understand what's going on when they're not napping and then coaching you what to do so that you can help them to nap when they need one. This class is going to be so, so helpful for you if naps are your nightmare. So all you need to do is go along to my website, soundlysleeping.co.uk, go to the Work With Charmaine title, click on Sleep Solutions and go to the Navigating Naps. Um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Go to the Navigating Naps option, buy it, and on November 15th, soon as the class is ready it will be emailed to your inbox and all you have to do is click a link to watch the class and it is yours to keep and watch forever it's going to be super helpful it will tell you everything you need to know to nail naps and help you turn your little baby or toddler from a nap resistor into a little nap ninja who loves to go to sleep i absolutely have loved creating this class and i know that once you have watched this class and you understand what's going on with your baby's sleep helping your baby to nap is going to be super easy and a breeze so please do go along and pre-order that class now because when it's released on november 15th the cost of the class is probably going to double so that's all i wanted to say thank you so much for joining my podcast my name is charmaine waters you can find me on instagram charmaine.waters you can find me on facebook at soundly sleeping babies or soundly sleeping with charmaine waters or you can go along to my website which is www.soundlysleeping.co.uk Take care. I'll see you soon. Hey, lovely mummies. It's me, Charmaine. How are you all doing? I just wanted to quickly jump on and record this because um, this is a topic that's kind of come up for me and, well, not me, for my clients over the last few weeks. And I thought it'd be great for me to share some of the insights that my clients and I have come to when it comes to our babies and um, being repetitive and consistent with their daily routines, their naps, their bedtime routines and settling and so forth obviously with the view to helping them to start sleeping through the night and to sleep more and more dependently and the the thought that I wanted to share right now is that when it comes to implementing our routines and helping our babies learn to sleep more independently there are times when our little ones are going to struggle there are times when everyday life and you know the way we live our lives with our families and juggling life with work parenting around work and our family commitments and etc sometimes the things that we want to do can interfere with the routines that we have with our children so for example you might have um, an appointment or um, a meeting of some sort that clashes with baby might nap for example or you might decide or you might have planned a holiday and traveling and being in a different environment in a different space an unfamiliar space with your baby might be disruptive to how they are how you are implementing your routine and how you are 
being repetitive and consistent with the things that you're doing and and some of the clients I've been working with are kind of coming with me to me and saying you know I feel really bad like maybe we shouldn't have gone on holiday or I shouldn't have scheduled an appointment at this time because now it's turned things into disarray and I can't get things back on track and I think it's really important to remember that as much as helping our little ones to get to sleep is a priority and is something that you should be repetitive and consistent with and should be something that you strive to achieve as quickly as you can and in the best way you can it's really important to remember that we have to live we have to enjoy our lives we have to sometimes there are times when other things are going to take priority over helping our babies learn to sleep through the night as much as we want them to sleep through so that we can sleep too life will get in the way and I think it's important to remember that it's not your fault if you want to go on holiday it's not your fault if things come up and these things that we want to do interfere with the routines that we've put in place with our babies I think it's important to remember that just like when we um, ourselves have a break in um, our everyday life and our everyday routine it does take you know a little bit of adjustment and that's okay you know when we're getting back into the swing of things for example let me th- um, let me talk about when we go away on holiday for example when we're going away we as adults often find that sometimes it can be tricky to get to sleep in a new space but it's okay because we understand we're in an unfamiliar environment and it takes a couple of days for us to adjust and then we do and then before we know it it's time to go home and get back onto local time again and that uh, that transition can take a few days for us so it's normal for that transition to be tricky for our babies too and I think it's important as well not to blame yourself if they are struggling it's just normal and it's something that as long as you understand and support them in transitioning back into what's normal for them then it's okay please don't blame yourself or feel like you should limit your life just to fit in with sleep because as much as sleep is important so is living so is having a quality of life so is having new experiences and so are the other things that can come up in life too I'm not saying that we shouldn't prioritize sleep I'm not saying that we shouldn't sometimes try and rearrange things if you want sleep to be a priority but what I am saying is is that you don't need to be perfect it's not about being perfect you don't need to get things right 100% of the time in order for your baby to learn how to sleep through the night there are going to be times when it's going to be a struggle and that's okay as long as we remember to be confident in what we're doing and know that as long as we are getting back to the habits and the routines and the the rituals that we've put in place that our baby will get back on track as long as we're supporting them in that and just to make allowances so don't blame yourself if you want to enjoy life a little bit and sometimes events come up you know there'll sometimes be family parties and events at work and things that will take you away from being able to do what you regularly do with your baby to help them sleep well and that's okay just know that when you do get back to normal being repetitive and consistent will help you get things back on track much like in your own sleep habits and much like your own lives too so I hope that's helped you to feel better if you've been in a place of um what's the word that I'm looking for if you've been feeling a bit bad perhaps for you know 
going to that family function over the weekend and taking your baby with you or if you perhaps you went away on a holiday and you've come back and sleep has been a bit of a struggle to get back on track and you're thinking oh maybe we shouldn't have gone away or maybe I shouldn't have done that you should live your life your baby will adjust if you help them to adjust too so I hope that's helped you and inspired you feel free to continue following me on social media you can find me on instagram at charmaine.waters you can also find me on my website at stanleysleeping.co.uk take care sleep well and I'll speak to you all soon